It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Thank you very much, Luke Rodley there. I am Pulley G, Paul Krasadka, and this is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Back with you for another week, a big week of Rugby League with Origin literally around the corner tomorrow night. Probably by the time you're listening to this, it's either happening in a moment or literally already happened. Um, Peter Henscombe's uh, with us as always. Peter, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, getting. it's good to see Origin come around again. And Andrew Molinaroli joins us uh, again this week. How are you, Andrew? Yeah, very good, mate. Very excited for uh, for Origin, uh, the week of footy. You know, four games. It's not quite enough, is it? So yeah, looking forward to Origin and uh, a full round, nearly a full round on the weekend. Straight back into it, isn't it? Um, we get that half a break or, or less games, but then straight into it the week after. No, Ryan MS with us this week. He's having a, a well-earned break. Um, be back with us next week. We've got to get straight into the injuries. No Pat Lyons either with us there from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, but we still bring you the injury report on his behalf. Um, we'll start with Jonathan Thurston, and I guess Pete um, taken out of um, the Queensland side, and and basically with the testing that he's gone through, the results they're saying that you know if he redoes it, he could be out for the season. Um, is this a concern? If you're thinking of bringing Thurston into your Supercoach side once he is back playing, that you know another knock on it, and he could be gone for the year. Absolutely, it is. The, it is a big risk. Like he's one of the most expensive players to buy in Supercoach, and with good reason. He's been a, a season performer, Supercoach for a long time now, and but he's getting older. Uh, he's had a couple of the injuries this year, as we know, um, and missing Origin. You know, like after what thirty. How many games is it? About 30 games straight for in Origin, something like that, 20-odd. Um, it is a hell of a risk. You've got to keep up to date with how that injury is going. Um, and I think this is, it's a bit smart by the Cowboys just to keep him waiting. I think they might be a little bit relieved he's not playing Origin. So give him a decent break. And let's see if he's in on Saturday. I've got my doubts, though. Not named in the 17, he is on the extended reserves, um, even larger extension of, of the reserves on some of the teams that have a lot of origin players this round that we'll get to the teams in a moment. Um, look, they're saying he might not even be back for the second origin. I think when he plays his first game, you're still going to wait that extra week. I think you want to see him play two games at full uh, at full fitness before you bring him into your Supercoach squad. And, and, and I do realise, look, halves and five-eighths right now, they're very hard to find. Sean Johnson finally firing this weekend, but he's been a disappointment. Meanwhile, Cody Walker, a lot of people bringing him in for this origin period. What a dud. Corey Norman and Gareth Whittop going well, um, but now both out injured you know, over this period. So... It's, it's very tough. So I know a lot of people will be, will be riding that first and train, the JT train, and getting straight him straight into your lineup. But I think a word of caution there. Um, another guy I know, Andrew, we're going to talk about a bit later in the show, but someone you brought in, James Graham. But he's aggravated uh, an existing in- neck injury, only played 20 minutes against the Sharks. Um, obviously a dud uh, output there. Um, what do you make of that? I mean, he does. They've got the long turnaround till next Sunday, eight-day turnaround, and Graham's a pretty tough character. But is it going to affect his minutes and maybe even his selection? 
Yeah, I heard him um, on the interview today. So he seems pretty confident, and and like you said, he's a pretty pretty tough uh, tough uh, guy there. So I've got a bit of faith. I mean, like you said, he, he's been an absolute disaster for me personally when I brought him in. He's been he's had you know injury, injury erupted interrupted three three games on the trot or something like that now at the moment. So it's really um, really frustrating, I guess. <laughs> it is for me, so I can only imagine what it's like for him. Um, yeah, but it only bodes well for his price, I guess. So maybe, maybe his price is, you know, maybe he's a bit more affordable now for someone who can't really get someone in who's, you know, the top echelon at the moment. But yeah, like like you said, it's um, yeah, he's been been a bit shocking, and um, yeah, I, I think he's going to play. Like just just his demeanour, I think. Yeah, it was it was more of a, a nerve damage kind of thing. So yeah, I think he'll be right by uh, next week or the weekend. Sorry, he didn't give uh, much away on NRL three hundred and sixty tonight. Um, basically, alluding to the fact that he, he wanted wanted to play without saying too much. Um, he's probably on doctor's orders not to to say too much. Um, but I think if you've got him, if you've brought him in for this period, it's going to be hard now to to move on because you're basically just wasting a second trade. Um, Parramatta, some good news in regards to Corey Norman. We're hearing he'll be potentially back in round 14. We spoke about halves just before. Well, there's one guy back a bit sooner than expected, maybe uh, targeting him. Um, And Nathan Brown with that rib cartilage issue. Look, when we spoke to Pat about it last week, he was saying, look, probably two weeks, but maybe they needled him up. He didn't end up playing last week, but maybe they get get him a needle this uh, weekend and and he gets on the park. Normally, you're looking at four weeks, if if not for that. So he, he could come back this week. The Eagles don't have a bye to round 16. Um, four weeks, maybe he's not back to round 17. That's another disastrous situation if you brought him in specifically to cover this bye period. And that's the uh, injury report for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com, and you can book online to get a 20% discount off your first visit. It's not just sporting injuries, back and neck um, care as well. Their pat lines well worth a visit in the Sydney area, or you can call him 02 9665 uh, Let's look at what we learned, and I guess, um, Pete, you know, some of those big names like Paul Gallen, which we expected, Jordan Rapana, those keepers, um, Sean Johnson coming good. Um, you know, we're learning learning a lot from from those guys in particular, and maybe even James Roberts, another guy that, you know, is on the verge of, of keeper status. Absolutely. Well, I'll start with the, the third one there, like Sean Johnson, everyone, you know, it's had him has been waiting for, for Johnson to finally do something, and he finally got a decent score on Saturday against, you know, let's face it, basically a second-grade strength uh, Broncos team where he scored uh, around 100 points super coach wise So yeah, it was not before time for Johnson... Yeah, it was not before time. And, yeah, as you say, I said at the beginning of the show, real dearth of, of halves in the competition at the moment. So, really, Johnson is your, is your go-to man at the moment. It's sort of the best of a, of a bad bunch, really. Um, Gallum, yeah, put in, a, put in a great effort the other night for, for the Sharks. And he doesn't have the burden now of state of origin as well. And so you don't have that risk. And so, absolute keeper. And James Roberts, like he would have been in my origin team, um, but yeah, New South Wales select is no better. But yeah, he's he's an obvious keeper as well. He's try scoring machine, makes a lot of meters, and yeah, he's 
he gets you know, the odd try assist as well. So I think he's, yeah, they're definitely all three of them are keepers. If you got them, keep them. What about um, the Warriors, Andrew? I know they're the, the, the perennial enigma, um, but we spoke about it even as, as, as late as last week, saying this is the origin period, watch them shine. I've got them winning six of, of these eight games. That was the first one. Um, and if they go on a run like that, guys like Johnson, Tuovasa-Shek, Mannering, you know, maybe even some of the other players are going to be quite useful. Yeah, and I mean, Manolino too, he's, he's you know, he used mm. to be quite super coach relevant and he's just coming back from an injury. He's starting to get his, find his feet again. I, I think, like you said, it's the same old script every year. It's as, it's as sure as the Queensland virus going through their camp, you know. It's the Warriors through origin time. <laughs> they, um, yeah, yeah, Johnson, it, it, was, it, was, it was like clockwork, wasn't it? Um, uh I just love the way he was running the ball on the weekend. I mean, sound like a broken record. I do. I do love the way Johnson plays. Um, yeah, and like we said, it's it's Origin time. Warriors are gonna, you know, lift us up and then probably let us down towards the end. But yeah, get on while you can. Yeah, well, we, and we, need, on top. we need the keepers, don't we? And then in the half, you know, especially in the half. So Johnson, I think most super coach owners are, are barracking for him. You know. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> if up. you. Yeah, you, you you should already have him in your team anyway because, you know, he was he fired at the start of the year, went through mm. the lull, and, yeah, it, it was, yeah, burning cash, but you, you now you just got to stick with him through the origin period, and, yeah, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna do well, just like every year. Got a big show, so we've got to move along, and we've got a little topic called hypotheticals right now. By the time you're listening to this, it could be the origin already done, but um, either way, we're sort of going to look at it. Um, I guess we can't predict injuries, but we can predict what would happen if uh, whichever team loses um, as far as team selections are concerned. It's quite relevant, um, especially if Queensland lose. Valentine Holmes um, plays for the Sharks. Obviously, they're not playing this round. Um, If he is selected, Selected. uh, round 15, he obviously wouldn't be able to play, but if he's not selected, then uh, round 15 he can play because Cronulla play then. So, a big deal. You might be looking to get him out of your lineup. I've, I own him, and I'm probably moving on from him. Um, not that I'm saying Queensland's going to lose, Pete, but um, surely he's one of a few. Billy Slater, another. You know, I know you're you're a big fan of Cohen Hess. Jared Wallace is there. There's a few guys knocking on the door. If the Maroons um, do end up losing game one, there's a few guys that, that are knocking on the door potentially. Absolutely, yeah. Well, as, as you've already mentioned there about Valentine Holmes, um, Billy Slater, um, the people are really under pressure there in that team, I think, minor Corey Oates. I think he's got his weaknesses as a player in terms of ball on the ground and in the air. I've seen him have some, some dud games like that, and I'm sure there'll be some traffic going his way. Also, for, for Milford, I think he's an excellent player. Um, Origin's a bit of a step up, but... Uh, yeah, there's obvious pressure for him there with Michael Morgan, who's really come back into form the last few weeks. I think he's Morgan's unlucky not to have the five-eight spot, so there could be change there. And of course, you know, if, as we've mentioned before about Thurston, is the elephant. Well, not really the elephant in the room. We're talking about him, but um, if he's fit to go, then um, then obviously there'll be there'll be the obvious change there. Will be uh, either or Morgan or Milford will miss out, and uh, and uh, Thurston will slot straight in there. So. There's some, there could be some changes afoot there. The other one under pressure, I think, personally, I think he's a bit lucky to make it, is Nate Miles. 
Um, bit of an old warrior and bit, bit Queensland selectors showing their their face. Um, he's hit a little bit of form lately, but yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I think that uh, Jared Wallace there and Callan Hess, a lot of people are talking about, not just me, just before Origin one selections. I think that he's he's another one that could be under under some pressure there. It's interesting, Andrew, because Nate Miles and Aidan Guerra on the Queensland bench, not really in form for their club. Um, and then you've got Jared Wallace, who's having the best season of his career. The Titans play in round 15. A lot of people jumped on the Wallace bandwagon from round one. They probably still own him. Um, but potentially you, he's going to get named for the second origin, especially if Queensland lose. I think he's a special for game two, no matter what. I think... Um, yeah, just the pressure of the first game. I don't. I don't think Kevy Walters wanted to blood too many uh, rookies because mm, he's already but, blood um, Dylan Napa, hasn't he? Up front. Exactly, and you know Milford's going to be there, and you know they've got a lot of experience. Not, not there. I, I just think he's been beating the door down for too long now. Um, I think he's going to play. I, I think, like I said, I think. Uh, the Blues, they've got a much better forward pack, and I think they'll bash him. And I, and I really think, um, yeah, Wallace, he's a, he's a, he's got to come in. He's got, to, he's yeah, too good to leave out. What if Queensland defy the bookmakers and get up at home? You know, I mean, they've won ten in the last eleven. It's, it's still very likely they've still got Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, you know, a host of bevy of top line players. If New South Wales lose, I mean, there's a lot of guys. That, are, that were in and around the, the team. Most of them have a buy in round 15, I guess, so you're not probably looking at them too much. Maybe there's a Dylan Walker. I think we've got a tweet later on where someone mentions getting rid of Dylan Walker. Uh, maybe you own Cameron McInnes, you know, Trent Merrin, um, you know, Jack DeBellin, Paul Vaughan, maybe even Ryan James. There's a few guys there. Um, Andrew, is any, are any of those... Is Laurie Daly now that they've sort of gone in a different direction with their with this type of side they got? Is he going to go back to if things don't go the way you know that they expect in game one and New South Wales do lose? Is he going to look back at some of these players? I I I don't think so. I mean, barring injury, I I, I mean, in all seriousness, there's very, it's very likely that Dugan will get injured. You know, <laughs> um, so. Um, you know, that's when maybe Walker, you see someone like Walker get come in. But I, mm, I, I but don't Jack Bird's see already them. on the bench. So, I mean, it, it, does Walker come yeah. on the bench? Does Tyrone Peachy get a shot? Does Matt Moylan get a shot on the bench? Yeah, and it depends on how Tom Trebojevic is going, if he's mm. back from injury, if, you know, um, if they do lose. You know, he, that was his, his wing spot, let's, let's face it. If he wasn't injured, he would have been playing there. So, yeah, I think if he's... Good to go. I've heard that his injury is going quite well, so he could be back early. Um, that's yeah, that's one guy. Um, but I don't, I don't see them bringing too many other changes, especially around the forwards. I think that forward pack's pretty settled. I don't see them moving Hayne or, or Dugan away from there. And like, and T- Tedesco, he's yeah, he's that's his jumper if he's fit. So yeah, I don't, I don't see them changing too much. Well, the forward pack's the interesting one, Pete, because they've picked a lot of edge um, players. And they're going to play Jackson in the middle. Wade Graham's coming off the bench. He might play in the middle. or Maybe Cordner moves over. You know, we're not too sure. Um, Frizzell's another one that could move into the middle at some point. Um, if it does, doesn't does go their way, 
do we look at, you know, Shannon Boyd had a big game on the weekend. Um, your duo from the Dragons, Paul Vaughan, Jack DeBellin, and there's Trent Merrin and James Tamau from the Panthers as well. There are some bigger boppers, middle third players, that could get selected if they wanted to go back to that um, bigger is better approach. Well, that's right. Tamau had, um, I think he got man of the match in the City Country game as well. Played very well, actually, that day. And, yeah, so he, he's definitely an option there. Um, in regards, to, it's interesting, though, um, like because the New South Wales have still got the, the extra three players in the squad there. 18 is Matt Moylan, 19, Jordan McLean, and 20, Jack DeBellin. So you would think that Jordan McLean and Jack DeBellin have got the jump, or particularly DeBellin has got the jump on the, on the other guys um, that you've mentioned. But it is a possibility that they could go to someone like Tamu, I think, or... Also, that we're overlooking that Nathan Peets is under a fair bit of pressure. If he comes out there in origin and just found not to be up to it, has a bit of a shocker. I mean, listen, I hope he doesn't. I don't think he will. But I think he could be under some pressure too. And certainly someone like McInnes is a possibility. Harris seems to be a bit off the boil and out of favour. So, yeah, it's a couple of uh, couple of things that could happen there. If well, Wales, if, you're, if you're a Cameron Smith owner, you're going to miss him in rounds 18 and 19 because obviously playing Origin round 18 and the still have a buy in round 19. The perfect foil is Cameron McInnes because he plays St George play round 18 and their buys are done by then. So if he ends up playing, if Nathan Peets doesn't quite go as planned or he gets injured and they go to McInnes, then that's out the window and you're sort of starting starting again as a super coach owner, a Cameron Smith owner, where you go for your round 18 hooker. So it's another interesting well, that's one. Right. Peter Wallace is out injured at the moment too. Imagine it's apparently actually said that the hooking spot was Wallace's, but he's out for a few weeks by the sounds of things. So, yeah, it opens it up for McInnes and possibly others. All right. Well, the big one's Val Holmes, and I think you're going to make a tough decision this round if you uh, need to get another player in there for the for the round 13 Holmes. Um, look, I think there's a big chance. If Queens, especially if Queensland lose, I'd probably be trading out Valentine Holmes this week and get a guy in that's going to play this round and hopefully round 15 or round 18 as well. And look, if it's Tohu Harris, he plays all, all three for the Storm. So, you know, same same position as Holmes. So it's one to consider. We'll keep talking um, of these origin hypotheticals, no doubt, until the silly season is done. We've got to move to round 13 now and team changes, starting with the Storm and the Knights. Jesse Bromwich is back from that two-game suspension. So that man that Pete mentioned, Jordan McLean, goes back to the bench. Uh, Mark Nichols now a reserve. The Ross Dog back for Newcastle. He goes on the wing. Luke Yates and Josh Starling come into the middle third. Mitch Barnett's going to start on the edge as well. Uh, Sam Stone, Jacob Safidi go to the bench and Elliot and Stockwell drop out. The Eels v the Warriors. Nathan Brown named. Uh, good sign for Brown owners. Matungi back into the middle third. Daniel Ovaro and CSO Vave go to the bench. Will Smith is now reserved. Solomon Akata's back for the Warriors. Uh, that pushes Fusatua to the wing and Chance Nickel Klockstad, the man we uh, have been loving in Supercoach land the last few rounds, is now into the 21. So a bit of disappointment there. If you own him, you may be wanting to move on from him this week. If you can, Jacob Lilliman has also been named outside the 17, but I guess if he comes through Origin unscathed, he may get a spot there, at least on the bench for the Warriors. The Dragons and the Tigers, Tarek Sims has been 
been named in the second row with Jacob Host on the interchange bench. Tyson Frizzell, Josh Dugan and Gareth Witter are all reserves. And I guess, Pete, I'll go to you as a St George um, supporter with a bit of inside knowledge there. Um, is there a chance those guys are going to end up playing? I mean, that's surprise McGregor not naming you know either of the Origin players in the 17. Well, I guess he's just trying to cover himself like it's it's been played up in Brisbane. You hear, I think, like said, they've only got they've got less than three days to recover. So I get the feeling they I know that um, some Origin players have started off the bench for their club on the on the weekend. So it would yeah. surprise me if they started off the bench. And they're um, in an enviable position, the aren't they? Because they're you know doing so well on the ladder that they could probably afford to exactly mm. exactly that. That is part of it. Also, it's interesting to see Whittup there as well. Um, like, he's been out for a month now. He's hurt himself on Anzac Day. Um, so he's getting borderline with that injury. I thought he might have been another week away. But, um, yeah, it looks like he's, he's a possibility. I'd be uh, very interested to see whether he comes in. If, uh, if you can hold off, like, if you've still got him, like, he's, he was going great guns in Supercoach, so you'd be very happy to see him there. But, uh, yeah. Whether it's going to be this week, though. There's a dearth of halves. He'd be a good one to, to get back in there, particularly for round 18 when, you know, it's hard to find some um, quality players for that round. Um, looking at the West Tigers team, well, Tumalola Lola here has been named at 5'8 since uh, making that mid-season transfer during the week. Chris Lawrence also back in the second row. Kyle Lovett's been promoted. Ava Siamanafagai is back in prop. JJ Felice and Joel Edwards go to the bench. No Jordan Rankin or Suaso Sue. Um, Roosters and the Broncos Joseph, a lot of changes here it's going to take me a while to get through because the Roosters and the Broncos both back to full strength so Manu back to the centres Ferguson back on the wing Pierce at halfback um, Takiaho Napa middle third Orbison Cordner second row Even, Evans and Guerra Madison onto the bench no Collins Smith Watson Cornish or Tetevano. Um for the Broncos Boyd's the fullback, Oates, Kahu on the wings, Milford 5'8", Maguire middle third, Gillett, Thiday second rowers, McCulloch has been named at hooker after copying that, copying that pretty nasty knock a couple of weeks back and missing uh, the round 12 game against the Warriors. Alex Glenn, Tavita Pangai, Herman, SASA are on the bench. No offhand Galway, Sue, or Jaden Sewer, Benji Marshall, Jay Arrow, David Mead or Jonas Pearson, although they've all been named as extended um, reserves, so a lot. I think they've got seven reserves there, Brisbane. Um, North Queensland v Gold Coast, no changes to other side. We said earlier about Thurston being named as a reserve. Probably unlikely that he'll play. Manly v the Raiders, no changes for Manly either from their um, team from two weeks ago. Josh Papali back for the Raiders from origin duty, so Soliola goes to lock. Luke Bateman, the man missing out. He's got a broken thumb. He'll be out for a week or two. And the Bulldogs v the Panthers. Brett Morris comes back on the wing. David Clemmer in the middle and Josh Jackson on the edge. Greg Eastwood, Danny Fuola go to the bench. Francis Tuolola, Mon- Marcelo Montano and Asapele Finney are now on, as reserves. Penrith, a big one um, at the foot of the mountains, Andrew. Dylan Edwards, who is our um, top um, sort of cheapy or value player, at least, um, that hasn't played three games, has been named at fullback with Matt Moylan going to 5'8", the head of Team Marie Martin. Josh Mansour also back on the wing. Isaiah Yo, second row. Mitch Rain replaces the injured Peter Wallace at hooker. Um, no Bryce Cartwright either, obviously. And then Peter Hiku going to the reserves with Sitalecki Akuola. 
Dylan Edwards, Andrew, becoming a must trade in this week because he's going to make you a, quite a bit of money. Yeah, bring him in. Uh, Moylan, I think that's his uh, number six jersey now with uh, Cleary. They'll, they'll form a nice combo here. So, so bring him in at fullback. I think he'll, he'll probably play there till the rest of the season. I've heard that um, Cartwright won't be back until at least the semis if they make it. So, yeah, I think that's, that's his, uh, Moylan's six jersey now. Edwards has looked pretty good in the times I've seen him in under-20s and um, ISP. Didn't really translate on the park the two games he played so far this year, even though he did really well supercoach-wise. Still saw he's got some room for improvement, but the natural talent is there. And he's a guy that could see out the season. He could be another Harawira nearer where he could end up making you know a couple hundred thousand for you. So definitely a must-trade-in, and he'll play round 18. That's a bonus because we're desperate for, for guys for round 18. Um, let's move on to the big names for round 13 and Tim Laffey at the very, very top. Um, the Tigers have been pretty much woeful giving up super coach points all year, um, particularly their right edge. I know Moses isn't there anymore, so it should be a little bit better, but still uh, Tim Laffey went nuts against the Warriors. Um, and if we'd have and Dugan can't play, he'll be kicking goals again, so he's number one. If Widdop does get on the park, he's got a very good match up there as well. Um, and the same can be said for Jake Friend against the Broncos. I guess uh, very savvy owners might have brought him in last week. Friend scoring over 100 um, and predicted to do very well again. Tohu Harris will be an interesting one. Pete, I know he's due to drop some money, but he's, he's a top 10 against the Knights. And yeah, he's a key, he's keeper status. The Storm playing rounds 15 and 18. Um, maybe he's a guy you could even bring in as soon as this week. Yeah, he's a quality player, Kiwi, so he's not playing Origin. Um, he's you would think he'd get a decent score against the Knights, um, but if he doesn't, yeah, his his price is going to go down uh, significantly. But uh, yeah, I would think he, he's going to get a pretty decent score this week against Newcastle. Um, Newcastle have been leading some. Super coach points this year. Not as badly as the Tigers, I don't think, Paul. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that, um, yeah, he, sh- he should get a decent score against the Knights this week. So, you know, you could bring him in this week, I think. Um, this time we've been talking about through the origin period is so important to pick up as many super coach points as you can. So, yeah, I think I'd be bringing him in this week if you can. Another Storm player, um, Andrew, that you might be considering is Cameron Munster. Um, a very high predicted score this week and obviously the fact that Melbourne play around 15 and 18. Is he someone you're looking at? I know he's got a low floor, but he's also got that high ceiling. Yeah, I mean, he's a bit pricey. He's at, he's at 430000 So, I mean, it's not cheap. It, that's, that's keeper money, that is. But And, you know, Kevy did kind of sound him out for, for a bit of uh, origin work too. So you just don't know. I'm I'm holding off for now on Munster. Just just the price is scaring me off um, for now. I really like him um, as long as obviously Kevy doesn't pick him out of left field. But I think it takes a couple of injuries for him to get selected because uh, I think having a couple of Melbourne players in in your lineup from now on could be very useful where a lot of team a lot of super coach owners are going to leak points in round 15 and 18 and if you've got a few Melbourne players I think they could be useful and the fact they play the Knights this week you might you might get a head start we all saw Tom Alolo who's 
got a big uh, predicted score this week against the Titans. How large he went uh, against the Sharks two weeks ago, again predicted to go massive and delivering. Doesn't hurt to bring in the guy a little bit earlier rather than missing the boat. Saw it again, Jordan Rapana on the weekend. So this week it could be Cameron Munster. Um, uh, you know, basically we've seen Tom Alolo go large, Rapana. It could be Munster's turn. And then you're sort of going, now you've really got to pay up to get him. Um, some other guys that you can consider. Milford, if he plays the full 80. Paul Vaughan, I think he'll be up for a big one after missing origin selection. And again, playing the Tigers helps. Even Adam Elliott there, he's been playing well. The Panthers have got a woeful right side defence. Um, so he gets a massive upgrade there. And then Michael Morgan, depending again on how he recovers from origin. And we, we talked a bit about Billy Slater earlier. But again, playing the Knights, wanting to, to show his worth for getting picked for round uh, the second origin game right up there. Looking ahead to round 14, Sean Johnson gets a big upgrade. A lot of the guys um, from this round, so the likes of Lafai, Malakai, Watini, Zelezniak, um, Tom Malona, Rapana, Manu Mau are going to do well with your actual price rises. Um, but definitely Johnson up there as far as the individual score. And all that is done for the Supercoach Pros app. You can find the predictor on the app, but it's not all you'll find. You can also get all our blogs, all the Facebook and Twitter information, and the, this very podcast delivered direct to your phone immediately after uh, it's posted online. You don't have to go searching for it. It's there. You can listen to it on the way to work, put it on in the car, at home, whatever, and uh, the easiest way to do it. Uh, all for one low cost. It's the only way that we sort of uh, get something out of doing all this um, for you guys. So we ask you to go on there, www.supercoachpros.com, follow the links and get the app for either um, Google, Android or I, um, the iPhone. And um, look, it'll be worth your while. If you're a Moneyball player, look, again, um, this round having a crack at the Raiders-Roosters game, you know, the, the double up feature there, you've got the H value for the for the games where you're looking to get that little bit extra out of it, basically winning winning on all counts again this weekend. It will pay for the for the uh, app purchase in no time. Uh, I can pretty much uh, say with some assurance there. So it's well worth it. Um, it's got the cost rises. It's got the predicted scores by team overall, and uh, yeah, Moneyball as well. Plus all the other information and this very podcast, you can find it. There, www.supercoachpros.com. Just follow the links from there. All right, let's move on to the tweets now. And Under the Radar asks, why not do a segment on bike coverage traps players who won't deliver many points and you'll regret after the buy rounds is over? Um, Andrew, we've got a point of difference because I know you brought James Graham in for the buys, but I'm anti-James Graham. I think he's my number one buy round trap, and it's certainly at least in the starting it hasn't worked out well, although injuries more to blame than anything else. But I'm just worried. The way the Bulldogs are playing, Des Hasler, there's a lot of off-field stuff going on there that guys like Graham and Tom and just aren't able to deliver like they have in years past. Yeah, you, you tried talking me out of it um, a couple of weeks ago. and <laughs> um, Yeah, I uh, no, stuck to my guns and, you know, you know, it's James Graham. What could possibly go wrong? Um no, he's he's been disappointing somewhat. Uh, yeah, so far. I just hope that he, he gets to play a bit, a few more minutes this this week. Because, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, 
yeah, the past three three weeks, I think he's been had short short minutes just because of you know the HIA and like I said that the the shoulder slash neck injury last week. So yeah, hopefully hopefully he's not the trap that you warned me about. <laughs> but we did also talk about um, last week in general, generally speaking, about already starting to plan for Supercoach finals and guys that you're bringing in now, you're looking to bring keepers. So if you, you know, we just talked about Cameron Munster and you're saying, oh, I'm not convinced he's a keeper yet, so I'm going to hold off, even though he's got good buy, buy rounds now that the Storm have had their first buy, you know, one and done. Um, and I'm saying, well, maybe I will bring him in, but it's on the preface that he's going to be a keeper. We're not really looking at guys just to cover this period anymore. You might have a few in your lineup. Maybe you had them from the start of the year. Maybe you brought them in over the last few weeks, like a Nathan Brown, like a Cody Walker. Um, Brenko Lee could have been one you might have brought in. It's hard to see them now. I mean, Pete, what do you make of it? I'm looking at the, some of these Souths players. You know, they've got great by draw, but they've been pretty disappointing. I know a few people were looking at Fulmono, who got named in a starting lineup as a cheapie, but he's a, he's dudding out, and he's not the first South players South player to do it because Talakai and Braden Burns preceded him, and, and Souths are another team worse than the Bulldogs. They're really underwhelming. Yeah, I think it's almost like the Bulldogs and the Rabbitohs train together the way they play. But um, <laughs> and these are the two teams that played in the grand final only a few years ago. That's right. It's sad, really, isn't it, from that perspective? But, um, yeah, there's a few in that South team, unfortunately. I watched that South Parramatta game closely the other night, and apart from from Sam Burgess, who, you know, we wrapped before, he puts in his, his effort each week and gets rewarded with decent supercoach points. You'd have him. Um, Angus Crichton talked about. He's the one that, that stands out as a non-dud. Um, he scored reasonably well again on the weekend. He got, uh, what did he get, 60-odd? And, you know, so that's not too bad in a beaten side, but others like Cody Walker was a real disappointment for me the other night. And the other young guy you mentioned in the centres as well, just from one end just the skull to the other. I know Walker's done well earlier in the year. And, you know, particularly when um, Tom Jaboyevich went down injured, a lot of people were, were looking for another fullback option and, and brought Walker in. And it just hasn't worked. Like, he's a good like, dual position player and so on, but... It just hasn't worked at all. and He's got massive I, upside I and he's had some big rounds, but when he falls flat, he really falls flat. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a massive range there, isn't it? And um, it was a bit like Milford was last year, actually, um, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, he'd be, he'd be one, unfortunately. I, I didn't want to single him out, but, yeah, you could name any number of other, a few other South players. Alex Johnston's been good, but, yeah, um, yeah and a few others just... Not so good. Anything in red and green, basically, apart from Burgess and Crichton and maybe Johnston. Looking at um, a couple of teams that have... Uh, well, Melbourne's going to play round 15 and 18. Penrith will play round 18. You owned these guys probably at some point, Andrews. Felice Kafusi and Corey Harira Naira. Um, if you still own them, though, they could be traps, even though, especially Kafusi, it looks good from a by-draw perspective, but he's not playing 80 minutes anymore. Um, Harry and Nara, you know, might play 80, but probably more likely 60. But maybe, you know, the the buzzers wore off a bit. Yeah, I think yeah, you, you should have gotten rid of Kafusi a couple of weeks ago. He's um, yeah, he was bleeding cash, and and um, I mean, he he served a great purpose, but yeah, he he was almost 
you know, almost on that keeper territory, wasn't he? But as soon as his, his uh, minutes dried up, he um yeah he kind of had to go, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Hawira Nero, yeah, again he he's, he looks like he's got the goods, and when he's on the park for a decent amount of time, he does score a lot of points. But looks like Penrith are starting to get settled. Well, I say that, but it looks like you know James Fisher Harris is you know coming back. So yeah, he, he his minutes will probably eat. Uh, yeah, th- those will eat into his minutes as well. So yeah, th- they serve their purpose. I think that it's time for them to go. You may have fallen for it already. Round 12, I know I owned Kotrick and Leilua. I uh, only used one trade last week, but boy, I wish I used a second, and that was upgrading either of them for Rapana, who is a keeper, and went massive 120. I mean, Kotrick only scored 19, and I had the money, and obviously Rapana, I want him in my lineup eventually, so could have done a like-for-like trade there, one raider for another. Yes, you know, it seems like a, a lateral move, but 100 points richer, and, you know... Now look who's laughing. So I think some of those. That's the thing. Like Leilua only scored thirty three. He's under mm. three hundred thousand now. Kotrick is more expensive than Leilua at the moment, yeah. which is and they're the traps. A mighty you know. fall of fall from grace, and yeah. you know I, I fell into that trap too, mate. Don't don't you worry. But mo- most of them we're kind of looking at, and I think that's why part of the reason we say now that we're past the round twelve one. That yeah, start looking at your keepers and your finals. Don't worry too too much about it. You've got to keep one eye on round fifteen and eighteen, and even to a lesser extent, this round, round sixteen and round nineteen, because there's buyers to cover there as well. But you want to, you don't want to just be bringing guys in that you're just going to be moving on in a few weeks if you can avoid it, unless it's a Dylan Edwards where you're going to make good money. All right, let's keep going on to these other tweets now. Jax asks, is Lafay worth his current price tag with the upcoming draw? Well, it's a good draw. Um, you know, he's got the Tigers and then the Bulldogs, which is his old club. Pete, I mean, I know they don't have the halves, but it doesn't seem to matter. He's, he's on fire, Lafay, and then he just kicks goals anyway, so he gets even gets a boost when Widdop's not there. Well, that's right. He well, he's the third choice kicker behind Widdop and, and and Dugan. I would have thought he'd been second choice, but yeah, he apparently fell in behind Dugan, and so he got the kick when when both of them were off injured. He's currently four hundred ninety-five thousand um, to to bring into your side. Which you know, if you'd said to any of us at the beginning of the year, I must admit, I, I'm surprised at the way he's he's gone up um, incredibly. But he's He's got a lot of trisis. He's, he's been in great form. He's got the Tigers this weekend, but a centre, I don't know. I, I personally, I think it's a bit too pricey for mine at this stage. Four hundred ninety-five thousand. Having said that, if he comes out and scores a, a big score against the Tigers, you know, you, you'd be laughing. But I think just down the track, and he's got a reasonable draw. So you know, he's not going to get picked for Origin. I, I still think they form. 195 is a bit too high for me. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he's, he's playing well, but we just talked about traps, and he might get a few big games under his belt here, Lafayette, but maybe by the time of round 18 and 19, come around, he's back to the field. Adam Robertson asks, what do you think of my trades? Dylan Walker to Tofu. I'm assuming that means Tohu Harris and not Nofaluma or... Tamalolo and Nico to Edwards. I'm assuming that's uh, Katie Nicarima to Dylan Edwards. Andrew, I like the Dylan Edwards bring in, but I'm not so sure I'd be willing to get rid of Dylan Walker just yet. Oh, I, I don't mind them both. I mean, 
Tohu Harris, we, we've said he's a gun, uh, uh, you know, a, a proven gun. So it's not it's not, it's not too risky. You know what I mean? So uh, Walker, he's been sensational and he's kicking goals and scoring tries, but he can be a little inconsistent. And and the yeah, Kenny Edwards get him into. I really do like him. I think they're pretty both really safe. I like both of those trades. All right, well done, Adam. Um, Pat asks, what keepers do you see playing in round 18? Still can't see the point of loading up on players and having to trade them out. I'll, I'll let you guys have a crack at this, but I'll just read them out. These are not, I'm not saying all these guys are definite keepers, and some of them are, are guys that aren't at all, but maybe they're holds because you might already own them. But we'll start with the keepers um, that might be on your radar anyway. Toho Harris, Jesse Bromwich, Billy Slater and or Cameron Munster. Dylan Walker, Tom Dvorovic if back from injury and not playing for New South Wales. Either or both of Apisai Coruscant Cameron McInnes. Jack DeBellin and or Paul Vaughan, again depending on a New South Wales selection. Sam Burgess, Angus Crichton, Nathan Brown, Matt Moylan, Trent Merrin. Um, and then we get into the ones that got question marks. Guys like Takiyahu, Cleary, Semiraj Radra, Corey Norman, Mitch Barnett. All these guys, if we see something out of them in the next few weeks, could turn into um, potential keepers. And then they've got your holds, Adam Elliott, Latrell Mitchell, Jake Friend, Cody Walker, Dylan Edwards, and Brenko Lee, if you have happened to have brought him in already. Um, Pete, I'll start with you. I mean, that's... I know we're not... I know we're sort of saying... Or you went with us last week, but we'd sort of visited this last week a little bit and suggested don't. Um, look to get a full 17 in your lineup, but that's over 17 players there that are all pretty decent. So I guess there's some possibility of crafting together together a team or most, uh, at least 13 guys that could do well for you in round 18. It's a, a very, very good uh, lineup, I think, uh, from, from what you've read out there. Uh, he's got a couple of players that are, um, that are out injured at the moment, like as we mentioned with Corey Norman. Um, it's hard. Like I, I agree with what you said before in terms of that. Um, I, I wouldn't go for the whole seventeen. No, I think it's, it's important to, as you say, it's it's one round. It's not the it's not the end of the world. So, I think you need to you think of the bigger picture for over the whole season rather than just a couple of rounds. Don't get too caught up in, as you say, just bringing in players for the sake of it to make up some numbers. Um, your keepers, I thought, were, were very, very good, um, very, very good, and, and, and keep hold of those if you can. There's some others there, like, for example, Nathan Cleary. I, I don't know. I think, I, you know, he's mentioned in the second lot, but I, I wouldn't be thinking too highly about him at the moment, I don't think. Andrew, what did you make of I mean, they were the names that I sort of came up with, not necessarily that Pat owns. Does any of them sort of stand out to you as guys you'd want to get in with the eye on keeping them and obviously playing in round 18. I, I, I'm really liking Cameron McInnes at the moment. I mean, mm. Cameron Smith is obviously number one, but if you want to, you know, get the two two pronged hooker attack, I think Cameron McInnes is out and out the, the second best hooker. You should be able to upgrade if you're Jaden Braley owner or even a case of Pritchard owner. Yep. And yeah, you, you should be able to upgrade. Smith, to him should be able to upgrade and, very and, shortly. Yeah, and Braley. Well, has a buy in round 18. So he gets you through the first two when Smith can't play the first two and then 
and then you bring in McInnes for the third one, and then by round 20, you've got Smith and McInnes. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good strategy, and that's what I'm aiming to do. I really, I mean, he's really, really surprised me, and I know he's pleasantly surprised Pete, um, just the way he's been playing. So, yeah, I, I really, yeah, I, I like McInnes. Um, anyone who had Tommy Turbo, um, that's Dravojevic, if, if, yeah, if, if they had him, they probably would have let him go after that injury, but you, you, you need to get him back into the team. Um, yeah, depending on what the Origin's doing, but he eventually needs to come back in when he starts playing again. Obviously, he needs to, you need to give him a week because he, he probably won't score that big, but yeah, you need to get him back into the team for the, um, it, the run home. It'd be a good result if he came back from injury but didn't get picked for New South Wales Game 3, and then he plays yeah. for Manly in Round 18, and you've got him you know, you get that good score and then you've got him for the rest of the season as well. That's right. Glenn Lovett asks, I'm thinking paying the 12000 upgrade from Braden Burns. Um, Pete, I think Burns is, I mean, we talked about South Studs before, I think you probably could could get rid of him. I mean, the other other alternative, he just sits on the bench as a, as a non-player, that you know, a, num, a, a numpty from, for the end game. <laughs> yeah, I, um, that's an interesting expression. Yeah, I think that um, you've got to get you've got to get rid of him. He hasn't um, been around the team for a little while, and uh, it, I don't think it's, it's going to come back. You know, well, the way they played the other night, but um, no, I. No, I think you've got to let him go. You've got to make some decisions, and I think you've got to make a decision to let a player like him go at this stage. There's plenty of other options out there you need to have a look at. I don't mind, you know, at this stage even, it's quite early, but if you're getting a, a zero player, well, say so be it, save the trade. But the risk, I guess, Pete's alluding to is Burns could get picked again, and then suddenly your auto-emergency is a guy who scores 15 instead of a guy who scores 50 in those all-important rounds, you know, around 20 onwards. So... Maybe you just pay for it now, get rid of Burns and, and get someone in there that's going to accumulate some good points for you. You've got those Storm players we talked about. You know They've got a great buy draw from here on in. Maybe that's where you're going. Uh, Brad asks, Ponga to Edwards, yay or nay? Andrew, uh, are you a fan of getting rid of, speaking getting rid of players that have probably a little bit underwhelmed, although Ponga's good when he gets on the park. Um, obviously, Edwards is a must bring in, so if you have to, I guess you have to. Yep. Yeah, bring him in. Um, yeah, Ponga, I don't think um I don't think he's gonna play anywhere but fullback. And um Lachlan Kurt looks pretty settled now, so I don't think that um having three hundred and fifty fifteen thousand sitting not playing, not doing anything on your bench is pretty it's a waste of money. So yeah, I, I think that's a great great trade. And S asks who gets the minutes in origin? Is Gillette and Corden are gonna play eighty? Um, who, if they back up, is worth playing? I guess, Pete, you know, this is an interesting one because, you know, Gillette and Cordner, would they play back-to-back 80-minute games, do you think, on Wednesday and then on the weekend for their clubs? Well, as I mentioned earlier in the show, what we've seen a bit in the past, I know that Bennett has been a fan of it, is he's actually played the some of the origin players off the bench. Um, I'm pretty sure he did it with Gillette last year, Um I think that they'll both play 80 tomorrow night. I'll be surprised if they don't, or very close to. Um, and on the weekend, um, it's it's going to be hard to pick. I think that um, 
ultimately they they may come off the bench, but um, I think that they'll play close to 80. I don't think they'll play 80, but I think they'll go close to I think you'll probably get 60, 65 out of both of them on Saturday, just the way Gillett and, and Cordner are. They're, they're vital to their team and they're, they've got massive motors, the pair of them, so I would be... I'd be suggesting they go close to playing 80, if not playing the full 80 again on Saturday. I think. I'll just um. Can I just add? Yeah. I know that Laurie Daly is really big on um, players going back to their clubs and backing up and putting in a big performance. So it wouldn't surprise me if Corden plays close to 80. I know with the predictor we have limited some of these back rowers that normally play 80. So guys like Gillette, we're we're aiming at a 65 minute. Performance board coordinate the same, 65 to 70. So that is reflected on the um, app with the slightly lower scores. I think, you know, you aim a bit lower, and then obviously if they do end up playing 80, you get the bonus of it. But I think we've got to prepare that a lot of the Origin players will play less minutes this round. And that does it for the show. Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Thanks very much, guys. Pete, thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. Got a selection for Origin? Oh, my heart says New South Wales, but I've got real, real doubts. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, thank you. Have you got a pick for the uh, Origin game one? Uh, yeah, mate. <laughs> I'm a bit like Pete. I've, I've written off Queensland too many times to, to ride them off again, but yeah, the, the heart says the Blues. I think it's going to go pretty much down to the wire. I think, you know, toss, toss a coin. I do think Queensland, they just have a way of winning those close games. So I think, you know, my, again, like you guys, my head says Queensland. But look, if the Blues are ever going to do it, it's got to be this game, surely. And that is it for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast for this week. We'll wrap it all up next Tuesday, of course. Make sure you go download the app if you don't already have it, www.supercoachpros.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Supercoach Pros. Bye for now. I am Paulie G or Paul Grisadka. Bye.